0: Give you brackage. instagram discord like young sucks bad what no QA? why do we have to see his fucking a- name in the movie as a filmmaker
1: he is nothing a zero he's a a pig piece of shit Brother a belles the back sweet singers in the west anderson west anderson down the freeway in the hot, hot sun this is a film blue lights flash us from behind You'll never make it in this business. Patreon! I was right. obsessed with trash.
0: Bro. No. James, James Ray sucks. S- 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 anything S- by
1: Cassavetes. Never make a movie. If, like, the sound is off in the theater, I, I go, me. go mentally ill. I'm I always wear this bucket hat when I'm directing. The movie's trash, you know? No one I don't even bears. make movies. Very creative what you do. Doritos bags look mad. M Night Shyamalan, Josh Safdie. You are a creative. We get it. Let the creative people talk to the money people.
0: Reduced black
1: ratio.
0: Final Cut Pro. Steven Soderbergh. <laughs>
1: I don't make movies. I make films. We got Ion Pat. We got uh, Tony Hawk is in the house. I'm my fucking line producer, Trust Fund baby. If I give you a
0: credit, it's up to me, and what it says is up to me. Otherwise, don't work in my film. I'm a straight up
1: slut. New York City I don't have
0: no bitches, I'm a podcaster
1: Podcast. I, I'm crazy about sound
0: Robert Altman If your agent calls me in any way whatsoever
1: You're fired from the film you don't see a film and say Joe Schmo did the fucking clue." We are watching Mean Girls Never make a movie There's a whole group of guys we pretend to be making special films. How bizarre! How bizarre! How bizarre! All right, are you finning to pod? Yeah, yeah, let's go. All right, you already know what the fuck it is. Everybody, we're back. Is it rambling not pod? No, it has to be. <laughs> yeah, it has to be.
0: I uh, mean, it doesn't
1: actually have to be. Do you want to stop? No, no, let's do it. For all the gunners yeah. and heads, I feel like it's really important that we stay on top of this.
0: So true. Oh, that was something we we said we needed to bring up. How there's a difference between a packer and a packer and head. Lay it like on. Some them. people are packers, but not heads. Are there people who are heads but not packers?
1: Actually, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. I would say packers are kind of people who have been with us since the beginning and kind of like know the deeper elements of the lore heads are kind of people who like listen they're like you know they're like congrats on Pornhub stuff like that oh really i kind of thought it was the opposite oh you oh that's true because we'll be like oh that that guy's a head which means like he's been
0: yeah 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 like the deep the lore and shit is um is a head but if you just you know know about it casually listen maybe you don't even listen you're just kind of like oh i fuck with what you're doing
1: Oh, it's then you're the a packer,
0: yeah. You're you're still a packer, yeah.
1: You're just kinda like into the lifestyle, but you might not be a head.
0: Yeah, but a head who
1: isn't a packer, now what's that? A head who is not a packer. That's the honestly, that's like a Dylan Hansen Fleedner style of shit. Hmm. Do you okay. know what I mean? I like gonna- one one of our one of our OG day one bulls who like randomly not really keeping up. Then he's not a head. I thought we just established that a head is somebody who's been there since the beginning and like knows all the deep lore.
0: Oh, yeah. I wasn't. I, you see, I don't think you have to have been there since the beginning to be to be a head. Okay. So uh, just, head is about like a, a, a level. Of both. It's like a it's a depth. It doesn't it's not a it doesn't require a long time. Right. So then what's a pattern? So a Packer, a packer? is <laughs> a Packer is about it. They know what's going on. They've read some shit. Maybe some interviews. Listened to some. Maybe they just listen to the freeze. You know what I mean? Just they're just they're they're about it. They're with it. But they're not heads yet. Head a packer and head is like the deeper level of Packer. It's someone who really gets the lore, who knows tangential characters, even ones who have kind of aren't around so much anymore. I guess there is an element of time because they definitely remember different eras and can differ differentiate between the different feelings that came with different eras, that kind of thing. But then a yeah. head who is not a Packer is I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't figure that one out. Maybe well, that's just someone the- who just who just like okay. Okay. Maybe it's someone who just fucks with us comes yeah. to the parties, but doesn't actually like really know about Ion on pack shit and it's they like, don't, oh, yeah, listen. The and they don't, don't like, listen they don't listen yeah they're just like they're like oh yeah respect to those guys you know what i mean but it's not they're not packed right not in it. no i don't actually even know about big shouts they'd see see they'd say they'd say respect to those guys something like that or shout out to those guys if you were a packer you would say big shouts to those guys
1: if you were a if you were a packer
0: i've noticed people who um Just uh, like not even Packer Packers, but just kind of various people around. I've been seeing and hearing big shouts as a phrase a lot. I really think that is our farthest reaching uh, slang.
1: Given to us by Jonah himself. Yep. Yeah. Well, to me, the biggest distinction between people, like I do actually think it's whether or not people listen. To me, that's the distinction I make. Like I think heads are people who fuck with us but don't listen because like there's a ton of people who fuck with us and do not be listening to the pods that's what i'm saying that's a head yeah Packers.
0: but but it can also be a packer it could also be a packer
1: packer. that's the whole thing packers and heads there's a lot of a lot of them are the same you could be a packer and a head
0: oh i think you might have to listen to be a packer and a head to be both you have to listen but you can but either category cannot listen
1: yeah, if you're in the Discord, just announce which one, which category you fall into. Hopefully both.
0: Or, yeah, you know what? I want to hear some feedback from the Packers and or heads about what defines a Packer and or head. So, lay it on us.
1: Well, because we've met people who are like, I'm a Packer, and then they'll pause and they'll say, and head.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. A guy, uh, This dude came up to me and was like, hey, man, I just wanted to say I'm a Packer and a head. I was like, <laughs> <"You already know." laughs> damn, so sick. Um. Anyway, all right, What's really good. Everyone,
1: we're back. This is the Ion Pod or the Ion Pack. You know, people don't even. know We fucking are the hosts of the Ion anymore. Pod. Do you know that? That's, you know, people don't still don't know our names. Is that true? Yeah, I was just talking to the God Packer and Head Ellie Sachs. Big shouts, and Big she shouts. was like. I she's like because we've never met her and she invited us to us to some shit, and she was like, "I just know that you're two nice young gentlemen." I was like, "Damn, OG Packers and heads, not even knowing our names." I mean, maybe she does, and she was being coy, but you know what I'm saying. I was like, randomly, it's like low key still anonymous to mad people. Yeah, it's just like the Ion Pack as a name is still like, oh, that's what it is. See, a a head would know our names. A head would know our names, as opposed to like. How Long Gone, I feel like people know Chris Black and Jason Stewart, like those are the people's names. Yes, so true. Know, those names are more synonymous with the, their personas and who they are in the world than how, like, I never hear anybody saying How Long Gone anymore. And that's You know what I'm saying? Nobody's talking, nobody says that. They say Chris Black, they say Jason Stewart, they say them genes. Yeah, so true. Yeah, I actually they say, hear they them, say genes them genes more than anything. Yeah, so true.
0: Um, yeah, a head knows our names, regardless if they listen or not. A packer doesn't have to necessarily. But if you do, you're approaching head.
1: But I actually wanted to, I don't think we've, maybe I've said it before, but I, I, I wanted to say our names. <laughs> there you fucking can that? figure it out. You don't want to say your name? I want to say it. No, I don't like saying my own name. Why not? I don't know. Come on
0: i don't like saying my own name does anyone feel me on this well i'm remember we had this whole debate for a while about i was like my biggest pet peeve is when someone says my own name to me and even though that's like a thing that is taught as like how to seem engaged and and like present and uh, you know charismatic and conversations and job interviews make sure you say their name i hate when people do that it's my biggest pet peeve it i feels so ingenuine i always think i feel like we've probably talked about this on the pod before but I, I always think i'm at you know some level of uh just like i'm actually friends with someone and then they're like they're like hey great to see you curtis I, for something i'm like you know what maybe we aren't as, as tight as i thought you know what i mean i think i think this it's makes it feel in,
1: like a I- transaction all of a sudden I think it's all in the cadence because the way you're saying that's true for sure like that's the very depersonalizing and like low-key condescending for somebody to be like great to see you Curtis it's sort of like oh you don't know me but that being said when a certain someone utters the sound of my name or I love saying a girl's name like I love addressing a girl by her name I think it's the sweetest, it's like a thing. It's like, oh, it's the sweetest sound to everyone's ears. Is like their own name from somebody else. Yeah,
0: that is that. That is completely insane to me. That is completely insane to me. I remember, like, I, I hate it so much. I, I remember there was a security guard at um, the club I used to work at. And he told me his name, but he was like, never tell anyone, especially a patron of this place, what my name is. Um, And he said that one day he was on the subway and a random guy who was used to go to a bar that he was a bouncer at for a while just came up to him and was like, oh, hey, and said his name. And he was like, and it pissed him off. And he was like, these people shouldn't know my name. So, yeah, unless I actually know you, you don't get to know my name. So he would just go by his initial. And I, 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 I can't explain it, but that's exactly how I feel, too.
1: I randomly, maybe, maybe I feel a little differently. No, about it's not that, it's not that
0: I think they, it, it's not that kind of like territorial thing with like that guy had. It's more just like, it makes an interaction feel less genuine to me. It feels like they're selling me on something.
1: Well, oftentimes they are. That's why I think it's like, it's a, a lot of it is in the cadence. Right. So I'm, like so I'm if, right. If, some, if so if someone calls out to me though, and they're like, KJ, I'm always like, oh, like it's, it's heat to me. Yeah, you're well,
0: like, that, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about like getting my attention. I'm talking about like I know, in but that's your name
1: being said. But but that it's it's not it's not what I'm
0: talking about. I'm talking about like throwing like using it in conversation like that. It just makes the conversation feel like when you oh, already feel yeah. like you have a connection with someone and you're you're you know engaging in a conversation with someone. It then that kind of kills the intimacy that I feel the conversation has created. It was like lo- low than Someone getting my attention
1: objectifying you. Or it
0: just—I just feel like they're. It just feels fake. It feels like they're, they're like. Uh, it feels like a business selling, trend, selling you something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I know. I don't know. Mean. It seems like, like
0: a, a strange, nitpicky thing, but it really always sticks out to me.
1: Yeah, I. Fu- I don't know. I fuck with it. I think it's randomly because my name isn't actually KJ. I think like KJ has always been like. It's always. I've always liked it because it's like not really a name. It's like a. It's a nickname. Some like initials. Like if somebody yeah, was like, yeah, I guess you know, Kenny. <laughs> if someone so was fucking true. with some, like, so nice to hang out with you last night, Kenny.
0: Wait, what was? Oh, I was dead that your middle name
1: is Michael. For some reason, you being Michael is so funny. I'm such a different bull if I was Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike um, Rothwell. No,
0: I mean, someone saying your name when you first see them—that's different. I just mean, yeah, it's a—it's a cadence thing. It's—it's it's cadence and where they put it in the conversation. Yeah.
1: Um. So fucking true.
0: Damn. Yeah.
1: Curtis. Anyway, so. <laughs> it's a pleasure so what's podcasting with you, Curtis. I don't oh, know, bro. We just finished the so shoot. You had your party. I, I, I really oh, yeah. want to continue, keep talking about the fucking mixer last night. The James Murphy's mixer is so nice.
0: Yeah, a rotary, a rotary DJ mixer. Who makes night that? Thing? Moves. I think he made it. I think it's a custom one he he
1: made it yeah he built it
0: yeah I think he built the light controller too um, damn that stuff's just all like weird analog custom shit yeah night moves in Brooklyn James Murphy's club is really a great place everyone who works there is really cool It's was a great night it's sound system's amazing yeah can't say enough good things about this place
1: I was impressed that so many people were having such a good time I think it's like partially because like they don't let it get overcrowded this the sound system's like actually amazing it's you're, you' you were right in yeah. saying that it's all about the music it's yeah well know, it,
0: since it actually sounds good and there's a dance the light up dance and everything it makes it just is an environment that lends itself to actually being about the music and not just being about you know socializing or whatever and that yeah. feels very um refreshing.
1: Yeah. There's also something about those like side rooms, the like VIP, like the sliding door room. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And and it's, you know, I, I
0: it's exclusive but not in a you know, some like meat district way. It's exclusive in uh it's for heads. So That's you can't advertise the events publicly and that felt nice. It was just about friends and music. And um it felt very There's good. There's
1: definitely packers in the buildings too.
0: No, yeah, of course. I mean, it's going to be word of mouth. So, if you're a bigger big enough packer and or head, you you'll probably hear about it. But um it yeah, it it was really refreshing for something to feel that kind of intimate. And it was kind of crazy cuz
1: that place has been so legendary to me for so long and it's crazy to have it's taken over a decade for me to ever step inside.
0: Has it's he, worth has the it been hype
1: for that long. I, th- I feel like it opened, like, mad long ago. I feel like I read about it in, like, Spin Magazine. I feel like it's, like, I, I heard about it so long ago.
0: Uh, I don't think... I didn't think it was that old, but maybe... Maybe it is.
1: It's OG. It's uh, the Four Horsemen. Big shells. Not to be I confused with horses. <laughs> I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> um. Oh, no. It only opened in 2019.
1: Oh, really? I thought is Isn't that when it reopened? I thought it was all no mad idea. old. Um, but next to the restaurant, Four Horsemen, which is not to be confused with horses in L.A. Oh, a yeah. See, and a little bit of hot water.
0: Yeah, Ezra Marcus dropped his article today on horses in L.A. Um, I heard this story before the article and all the information about it came out. And uh, I'm not going to repeat it because it's probably literally, it's literally no exaggeration, the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. So I, really I was like, I, pretty fucked up for a while after hearing this.
1: I almost reshared it, but I was like, randomly. I mean, big yeah, shouts to Ezra, but I was like, I don't really, I, It's I don't want to like spread. It's like information yeah, exactly. that like kind of it, ruins your day.
0: Yeah, but if they're, yeah. Now, getting, getting rid of this guy is what canceling is all about. That's, that's how canceling
1: can be used for good. Yeah, cancel the cat killer. That's a cancelable yeah. offense. Um, that's, I, I'm actually glad we brought up Ezra because he is the one exception to the rule of something I wanted to talk about today. All right, yeah. Let's talk about it. Lou Reed once made a, uh, a comment in, a, in an interview. Um, That always stuck with me, Uh, and it's truer and truer every year I'm on this planet, which is that journalists are the lowest form of life, (laughs) Um, which of course they're not, but I've I've been having trouble with uh, some writers and the way they uh, demonstrate their power recently.
0: Yeah, if I'm sure a lot of people listening have been seeing the discourse online about the dare... Big shouts to the Dare.
1: Big fucking shouts, Harrison, Harrison. Harrison, Patrick Smith.
0: Ahead, Packer and half there ever was one. And um, yeah, there, you know, it's really funny because there's kind of two controversies surrounding it right now. The first being that, you know, some people are really, really angry about the music for some reason. It's not just not liking it. It's like angry about it. And the second being it kind of took off that um people think the album artwork is pedophilic which is completely insane to me because that didn't even that didn't even remotely cross my mind ever or anyone else's mind that i knew until all of a sudden this took off online that the girls in the photo who we know and are certainly not underage by the way uh look underage which is, it's just so ridiculous but then i also saw that these like these like QAnon style people picked up on it thinking that now harrison's part of the like satanic pedophile elite um <laughs> it's like his press photo was with a was with the like baby goat and yeah. that's somehow like a satanic thing so now there's all these conspiracy theories about oh. that so it's actually really cool so he's pissed off um the left wing journalists and then he's pissed off the right wing conspiracy theorists he he's got both of them in a frenzy it's kind of incredible actually
1: i actually didn't know the goat thing well what is up with that why did he do that then? <laughs> i don't <laughs> know <what I'm> <laughs> 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 no, there's something to it no i mean um, like the the the, ped, the pedophile stuff with the album art was insane to me yeah cuz i was like uh you're thinking that not us like who i didn't know no dude no one, it's so it's no so one said crazy. that until Every- you did but
0: yeah, everyone who I've talked to who's brought it up is like, dude, what? I, like, no. how? Well, are we should they, pump. How did that we got to pump the brakes though.
1: We got to pump the brakes though. What is up with the goat then? Because that's true. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So true. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. Um. I but, mean, maybe cause it, cause he's like, maybe he's being like, I'm goaded.
0: Yeah, that's what I assume. Something like that. I don't. Know. I maybe never even thought of that. Photographers and their like concepts. It's, it's you know some shit. Um but,
1: oh, but was a yeah picture. i mean
0: the i mean all of it's silly all of it's silly but the the pedophile stuff is is like exceptionally silly but the the anger about the music is is really really strange i mean i'm not saying that a journalist has to like it of course um but it doesn't seem like that's really the issue because the music almost seems in a lot of the conversation around it Seems to take a backseat to what people are really actually angry about. First of all, being angry about music is ridiculous. It's like you can analyze it, you can critique it, you can critique why you think people like it, although who really cares. Um, but being angry about music is, is a very bizarre, very bizarre thing. Um, but I've, it, the thing that is uh, weird about it to me is the, the people who are really angry about it it's not even about the music so much as it is they've they've decided he represents something and they hate what they decided he represents and that's uh that's a that's a very
1: strange um stance to take and one what that do you is think not. what do you think they've decided that he represents
0: well from what i because the whole thing is so bizarre to me it's been it's been blowing my mind it's it's it also extends oh that's the theme song so
1: that's so bizarre <laughs> I'm talking about
0: so true, um, or you mean how bizarre,
1: how bizarre, yeah, so true, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um
1: fuck, what was I saying,
0: oh, yeah, I mean I, I the you know, people were angry about Frost children, there's like some whole Twitter shit about it, uh there's all this twitter shit about about Harrison now, um people think it's some quote unquote dime square, like party vapid party music that, and i and I was so confused about. Um, the just the anger like I get not liking it again, but I was so confused about the anger. It just was kind of freaking me out almost because I felt like I was missing something and I just really think at the end of the day, there's like this alternate reality happening on Twitter that kind of people on the Twitter uh, slash journalist landscape think dime square means which is some kind of thing and and politically charged thing and ideological thing that happens on Twitter that has absolutely nothing to do with the music scene and the the stuff that actually happens in the real world that then gets called Dime Square on on Twitter. Like, a lot of it is some kind of, like, you know, this other stuff in the Red Scare orbit on Twitter that people are really mad about that people in real life in New York City don't have any idea what it is. Um, so there's just these two Reality is happening, and that's why, from what I can understand, uh, journalists and people on online are so angry at this music. Um well, it's like or, you said, dim- part
1: of it—Dime Square Derangement Syndrome. It's so real.
0: It, it, I know it really is. It's it's just so bizarre because, you know, there's plenty of stuff that I hate, right? Like music and art-wise. Like what? But. <laughs> <laughs> But I, was, I, I never would want that stuff to, like, not exist. And that's kind of the really bizarre thing that's happening is people who hate this stuff just, like, want it to not exist. They want it to go away. They want to kind of will into existence this thing where no one cares about it. it and, and and that's such a bizarre attitude that I just can't fathom, um, especially for music that, I mean, it's not... I don't know what's so offensive about it. It's just horny. I... I but that's another thing. This ties into something else I've been noticing, that people really hate sex, especially people younger than us, Zoomers especially. They really, like, sex is seen as problematic. And I've been noticing this also when people are freaking out online about The Idol, the new uh, uh, Euphoria show. And people are, like, really mad that there's this sex scene with Lily Rose Depp in The weekend, And people are, are mad that there's, like, come in the scene and it's it's like they can't, I don't know, maybe it, it comes from growing up with Me Too or something but they, young people have like a very different idea of sex than, than our generation and it's it's a very bizarre thing because I, I and I've said this before, I feel like we're in really, a really repressed uh, time and it feels very off
1: Well, it's, it's a weird thing because I feel like Zoomers especially I mean, it's weird to call Zoomers like anti-sex because I feel like they're such a sexualized generation. But I feel like all of their sexuality is like compartmentalized into like aesthetic online shit. It's all it's all like used as aesthetic and I don't know, some sort of superficial sheen than it is what they do in their actual life i mean I'm, I'm sure people have like written about this at this point that it's like they put it uh, uh, yeah i need i didn't really dig for anything like that but i'm sure it must exist well i think that there was some article that was like talking about how like gen z or like just like the new generation has like less sex than previous generations which i obviously buy i'm sure that that is like statist- oh, for however sure. however they make the statistics on that is probably true but i think i mean Optically, when you go on TikTok or when you like see the younger generation's Instagram presences, it's like, I mean, there's like there's more ass and bikini than ever. So it's like it doesn't look that way, but I think in practice, it's it no exactly. It's well, very, I was going like to say, I th- I,
0: yeah. My personal theory
1: for why
0: you know younger generations are having less sex. I mean, it's probably multifaceted, but I actually think a large part of that is just increased self-consciousness because of existing online so much um what's the term digital native or whatever you know what i mean so i think they have a different relationship to their self-image than we had when we were younger um but that doesn't explain like but that's a separate issue than the kind of moral panic that they have that younger people seem to have over sex and i was just thinking you know it's so weird when we were at Sarah Lawrence, there was a thing called Sleaze Week. This was a school-sanctioned and funded week-long uh,
1: thing of sex events at and Sarah Lawrence, no less, which was thing- like one of the one of the w- fucking woke epicenters of the world.
0: No, no, that's what I'm saying. This was this was like not an edgy thing. This was a woke thing because being like, or, well, so Sleaze Week was there was all these sex workshops, stuff like that, and it culminated in this event at the end of the week called Ball, which was uh, just a party in the school venue that you were encouraged to basically not wear clothes. Like people were essentially naked and like that was the entire party. And there was a school, like part of this, this is all funded by the school, in the school uh, movie theater, there was a porn marathon. Um, And it went for like 24 hours and you could just like come in and out. And you know this was like a woke thing because it was supposed to be empowering. Um, and now I feel like it's somehow those this equivalent of the those same people are, are have taken the complete opposite stance. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre because I'm I'm with I'm with them. I'm with the Sleaze weak people. I'm sex positive. I hate repression, and I I think it's a really really unhealthy thing. And I think the relationship that people seem to have to sex now it seems very very unhealthy
1: this is part of the reason we're partnering with Pornhub. this is part of the reason we're we're doing all the things that we're doing in the well media. no that's
0: what i'm gonna say that's what i'm saying like everyone around our age when they heard about Pornhub, thought it was sick and some younger people like were like really why would you why would you work with them like that's that's the thing it's it's a we- it's a very weird thing it's a very weird thing well yeah no for sure i and that's what and also still with the, the fascist delegations. what's you know what i mean like that this it used to be a right wing thing to be to like be angry at like vulgarity and uh you know loving your body and 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 sex and, and openness and this kind of thing like that was the right wing it wa- was who wanted to stomp that out now it's somehow the opposite it doesn't make any sense
1: i mean we've you and I have been kind of like defending whatever community of people exists in New York since the beginning. I was like thinking back to like early pods and I was like somehow like a group of friends who are like trying to do stuff together has has become like some sort of contentious cultural happening. Yeah for years now and it's like it's really it almost feels like it's culminating now it's like now it feels like it's big news that like w- we all suck somehow or like we're problematic and it's it's a bizarre thing that i remember when we used to talk about like the factory we were like did the factory deal with this was it, like warhol days like was everybody considered a fascist and like a white supremacist like all this stuff
0: well probably but not any Joe Schmo could just start spouting off online for all to see, so it wasn't as much of a nuisance. But
1: yeah, well, something other, something else interesting that you're talking about with with regards to like Zoomers and like their relationship to being sexual or non sexual or against sex is I I've like I've been really hesitating to talk about like like AI just because I'm sure like every other podcast on the planet is talking yeah. about it, but like it is I think it is super relevant in terms of like when you bring up the term digital native, like yeah. when we're looking at a younger generation, like they are one step further into like singularity mode than we are. So like, I, I think that there is an actual like evolutionary thing happening where they are further like jacked into the matrix of technology.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Than we are
1: more prone to being against elements of humanity like sex.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about that. But first of all, I just sidebar. I want to say I'm not solely blaming Zoom. I'm not trying to like throw Zoomers. No, no. But there's something um, happening. There's plenty of people our age and much older who are who are like this, as well. But I mean, d think about it. Think about why like Maddie Healy right now is in trouble. It's like a large part of it is that everyone's mad that he admitted to watching porn. That's like what he's canceled for. That's like this is like people's- atten- like memory is so short now, but that this is a new vibe like porn was not, and sex was not this evil problematic this is a new thing
1: I know if you thought the dare review and the comments were bad, go take a look at what what our boy Maddie's dealing with right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus christ but it's
0: all, but and the thing that everyone's saying, and uh, you know I didn't I, it was less about this to me and more about the just the the moral panic over over sex was that's the weirdest part um but the thing that everyone else is saying is why are people so angry about music that like people having fun it's fun and and yeah if you say you know what fun kind of funny clever lyrics i don't like this music this is this shouldn't be as celebrated like that's your your bag that's like a critique you want to go that route that's a critique but then why does it translate to such vitriol is what i don't understand
1: well, there's a couple things going on. Actually, there was a tweet from The God Asher Penn that I thought, leading into something that I did want to say about Pitchfork or music criticism in general. Uh, he tweeted, Nothing feels more indie sleaze than reading a Pitchfork review. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. You want, they wanted to bring this era back so bad, they brought back
0: uh, Pitchfork they, takedowns. Well, they, they, brought, they
1: brought back any, even anybody giving a fuck about what a Pitchfork score or review even means in today's world which is like next to nothing at least to, to me yeah. as like a consumer it used to be like a real compass for you know stuff to check out or not and to now it's like maybe may a reason to get angry or like it just gets lost in the wind to me like i don't even i don't even know what things are scored anymore um but it was it was surprising to me because when i when i saw the dare review i was like you know i was like getting i got a little mad and i was like this is the most bitter thing I've seen written on this website in a a long time. But then I was like, well, I also don't read this website anymore, so I guess maybe I don't know what they've been up to. And then I was looking into the writer, and I was like, oh, big fucking surprise. She graduated from Oberlin five years ago. Um, (laughs) I was like, of course she hates all of this. Um, But then, big surprise to me, the Bar Italia album got reviewed and kind of also got shit on. And I was like, wow, what is going on?
0: Well it's really good Packers We're back Um, We talk about a lot of stuff We talk about some happenings In our world We talk about some controversies in our world We talk about Packers versus Heads We talk about Master Gardener And if you want to hear all that The only way to do so Is to head to patreon.com Slash theionpack And it'll be right there waiting for you Along with So much more Patreon.com slash the ion pack. You already know. Patreon.